Amen to that, right? Happy birthday. Oh, come on. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. See, I don't know if you say happy birthday to someone who just had a birthday. I hope you say this more delightful and more energetic as the first one we did. We have a birthday today. It's us. Okay. When I think about Pentecost, we really have to work on ourselves because it really, my son just had a birthday. I called in. I was in awesome. I asked him, happy birthday. Are you excited? Yes. And I asked him, do you feel different? He was walking down the stairs looking at me and I was hoping he wouldn't fall. And I was like, yes, I feel different. I'm no longer seven, I'm eight now. <laughs> there you go. Now I ask you when you have a birthday, how do you feel? Hmm? You said that. Yes, you do. You said, well, we talk about that later. Anyway. It weren't fun. Anyway, that's a different story. You ask this to an adult, what is the answer? If I ask you, how do you feel? Any different? Nah, the same like yesterday. Nothing really changed, right? The day before yesterday and today and hopefully tomorrow won't change much. So apparently your birthday doesn't change much. So then you ask a child, to make a wish list. Oh, yeah. Ten items right away. Just, uh, you know. And then, oh, I forgot to tell you that. And uh, by the way, I wish that too. And, and I forgot to put on my list. Please add this to the list. Now you ask this to an adult. What's on your wish list? Uh, I have everything. I don't need. I'm good. Maybe. Well, good health, that's on the wish list. And no call, oh, by the way, please could you add this on my list. So somehow between child moments and adult moments, we lose this excitement about our birthday. So St. Paul's as a church, knowing that you were founded, not today, but with you being founded, you joined the worldwide church, what is on your birthday list? And do you feel different from yesterday to today? Where are we? Are we just the children who are delighted and excited that things changed and that we grew and became older? Or are we more the adult version leaning back and saying, mm, what is on your wish list? for you as a church, as a congregation, as a local congregation, and as the worldwide church. What is on your wish list? So, the last two Sundays, we had the Holy Spirit among us. There was this excitement, and if you do not remember, there was this excitement to do renovation for our fellowship hall. That's huge. I spoke with my colleagues, and they were all, whenever a church goes into an endeavor of renovating and building, that this is one of the most exciting moments of a church, because you come together, you have a vision, you are excited, you do want to do something, you want to change something. 
that is one of the most exciting times that a congregation faces. And we were all on the same page. Because all of a sudden, you have energies coming. And that's happening here. Whenever I encounter and I talk to somebody, or somebody else who talks to somebody else tells me that there are ideas how to raise the funds, ideas what to do with the fellowship hall, ideas what we could do after we finish that project. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit raised and blows in those walls, exciting to get us out there and do things and change things. And then I hear also the voices who are a little bit hesitant. And that's fine. Like what we heard with the children that we sent out. They were all excited. You could see that they were moved. They were excited to go to camp. And they're on the verge of being without parents. Yes, that's exciting. I'm almost an adult. And yet there is this little bit of fear, anxiety, angst, because I'm without my parents without the safety net. I don't really know where I'm going. I haven't been there yet. All seven have not been to Morantia, so they don't really know what to expect. As we as a congregation, when we decided to tackle $250,000, as excited we are, we are also a little bit afraid how to tackle those $250,000. And then I hear the Pentecost story where the disciples are all in one room, and all of a sudden, the wind is coming. Like we were here in one room, and then we felt the desire to change our fellowship hall, their excitement. But just imagine all of a sudden, you can speak another language, and you, did, you didn't study for it. You were not prepared for it. And all of a sudden, you can speak another language, and you're called to get out and encounter the people of the language that all of a sudden you are able to speak. That's exciting, but frightening too. I don't think that the disciples were all like, yay, now we are blessed by the Holy Spirit. Let's get out and proclaim the good news. They were excited, but I'm sure they were also very much afraid. <coughs> they were also afraid of what to expect when they encounter the others of what to wait for, what, what is there out there. And I'm sure they always have the desire to share the good news. Because once you're hooked with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ in your heart, you want to share this. But what you want to share is also a little bit of the anxiety, how is this received, how am I, you know, those hesitations. And we are in the same boat like the disciples. But sometimes I'm thinking, or the more I'm thinking about Pentecost, I think this a little bit of being afraid, angst, hesitant, reluctant, is the moment where God kicks in and says, I am with you. If we are all excited, we take off without thinking in whose name we are taking off. Because we're just excited and we are on the wave of excitement and we just go down with the waves. I had one conversation where somebody said, I don't know how we get the $250,000, but I guess that's the moment where we just have to believe and trust God that he will provide. As the kids, when they're going to Moranch, as excited they are, they all had this one moment where they said, oh, Hopefully God be with me. 
I'm not knowing what I'm getting myself into. Be with me. This little notch of not being 100% excited, this little notch anchors us in faith. Anchors us in faith because that is the moment where we are open to trust and believe that God is with us. We know when we are excited, we can run, and all of a sudden we lose track. This little hesitation is okay to anchor us and refocus us and keep us on track. But also, like the disciples, gives us the moment where we turn to God and surrender and say, you will provide. You will provide. In our excitement with Pentecost, there's this growing curve where we're not just excited, but that we grow in faith of surrendering and saying, God, I trust you that you will provide. And yet you push us out there as the disciples were pushed out of the room. The good news is not spread when you stay in the room. The good news is spread when you get out. Now talking about our last Sunday, that was a wonderful Sunday because I learned so much what the fellowship hall means and meant to you. It's the place where you all agreed where you got equipped through Bible study, Sunday school, gatherings, where you were equipped to get out. That was the place where you learned how to reach out. But it was always clear in your talking that there is a reach out. That the fellowship hall was a safe place to learn, as this is a safe place to learn. But that this learning does not remain in the walls of St. Paul, but this, this learning needs to get out but I wish that we are a little bit more excited about this. Like, happy birthday, church. How excited are we to get the word out? We are excited about the fellowship hall and renovating. Can we do this? Also going out and being excited to be St. Paul's members, being excited to be Christians in this world. How do we come across? Are we excited and ignited by the Holy Spirit, maybe a little bit hesitant, because encountering new people of new races and wherever they are is always a challenge. And yet God calls us to go out. Go out and share the good news. Then I'm thinking, what was on the wish list of the disciples? And I'm sure on that wish list was that the good news, that people would know about the good news because they just had this beautiful encounter with Jesus. And they want that others have this encounter too. So when you think about your wish list, and that is what I will send you off with, to think about your wish list. What is on your wish list for St. Paul? I often hear that on the wish list of members is to have more people in the pews. Be careful what you wish for. I'm sure the disciples had that same desire, but instead of sending people into this room so that the disciples then could sit down and share, God enabled us and them to speak their language and send out. Wishing to have new people in the pews means first, we have to get out. So when we wish 
on our wish list and we look at this, we have to be careful because God will grant us our wishes, but not in the way that keeps us comfortable, but in a way that keeps us exciting and hesitant, but out there. So happy birthday, St. Paul's. And next year, that, thank you. <laughs> next year, we should have at least a cake. Amen. <laughs>